Hello, my friends, and welcome to The Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for October 3rd is Matthew chapter 2 and Luke chapter 2, verses 39 through 52. We begin in Matthew with the visiting magi, the wise men who have traveled from the east. They report to Herod saying, where is this newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star rising and have come to worship him or to pay homage to him. Herod is troubled by this and it says all of Jerusalem is troubled with him. The word troubled could be translated deeply shaken or agitated. When somebody has illegitimate power or they're not wielding it in a manner that is in keeping with their calling, they will get shaken up and they will feel threatened when they hear of a threat, a replacement on the horizon. Herod was a wicked man. He knew he was wicked. He knew the things that he was doing were wrong, but he just wanted to hold on to the control that he had as long as he could. Friends, he didn't live forever. What did he have to show for it at the end of his days? Jerusalem was stirred up also, shaken, agitated, disturbed. There must have been a hum in the streets, people talking. Could these prophecies of old be coming true? Could we have somewhat given up hope? Is the Messiah really coming? Is he here? Did we miss it? Sounds a lot like the political environment that we're in today in 2023. There's lots of rumors flying around about what's happening around the country, behind the scenes, who said what, who did what. Herod assembled all the chief priests and the scribes of the people and asked them where the Messiah would be born. And so they turned to the scroll of Micah and you, Bethlehem. Out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. And they said, it must be Bethlehem. Herod secretly summoned the wise men and said, once you find him, let me know. I want to go worship him too. But the wise men were warned in a dream. So when they went, they presented their gifts to the Lord Jesus. Frankincense, gold, and myrrh. They went home another way. Notice how many dreams are given by God to speak to people, to direct them in this passage. It's also interesting to note that they noticed the star rising. They were led by the star. It wasn't they saw a star on the horizon and they went toward it. The star was over them and led them and they followed it. It says the star came and stopped above the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overwhelmed with joy. They entered the house, not the stable, where the child was with his mom. And they fell to their knees and they worshipped. After they left, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Take the child and go to Egypt. Just like the people of Israel went into Egypt and then were brought out. We see Jesus himself going into Egypt for a season 
to escape the drought in a sense. And then the horrific story of how Herod realized that how Herod realized that he was tricked by the Magi. They didn't come and report to him. They went home another way. And so he gave orders to massacre all of the boys aged two and below in and around the city of Bethlehem. Just as Joseph was warned in a dream to take the child and go, I wonder if the parents of these other babies who were lost had been warned. Had they been warned in a dream or some other way? Had God told them, get out of there before it's too late? I certainly don't know. But it seems as though throughout scripture, God warns his people with the exile, surrender, go with the king of Babylon. If you fight him, you will lose. Surrender. And we see many people who went willingly, like Daniel and Shadrach and Meshach, Abednego, Nehemiah, Ezra. We saw many who went willingly because they were told to, even though they might not have liked it, but God prospered them in the foreign land. Reminds me of Lot and his family, how God sent the angel come out of this place And Lot went to his sons-in-law and said, Come with us. God is going to destroy this land. And they laughed at him. And they were destroyed with it. Lot's wife was told not to look back. But she did. And she was turned into a pillar of salt. Yes, it's unfortunate that the people were there, that they lost their lives. It's unfortunate and it's horrific that these children were massacred. And yet I wonder if it could have been prevented. After Herod died, Joseph takes his little family back from Egypt to Nazareth. And there are these prophecies that said the Messiah would come out of Nazareth. There were other prophecies that said he would come out of Bethlehem. And later when Jesus began his ministry, people argued, isn't the Messiah supposed to come from Bethlehem? they had scoured the scriptures, if they had just taken the time to ask Jesus, where are you from? But we jump to conclusions when we think we have it all figured out. We assume that never ends well. In Luke chapter 2, verse 41, it tells us that Jesus, when he was 12 years old, had gone to Jerusalem with his parents who went every year to celebrate the Passover. I'm sure it was like a family reunion. Obviously, it was an annual celebration of the Passover where God passed over the homes of the faithful people who were covered in the blood. Their homes were covered in the blood of the lamb, prophetic of Jesus' sacrifice. And it was a time of celebration because it was the beginning of the liberation of the Israelites from the hand of Pharaoh amidst all the hustle and bustle and celebration and intermingling with family and distant relatives. I wonder if Jesus was there with John the Baptist as they were 12 years old, hanging out, having a great time, something I'm sure that they looked forward to so much. But Jesus is accidentally left behind, kind of like the movie Home Alone. Macaulay Culkin lost in New York. They travel a day out of town before they realize that Jesus isn't with them. They travel a day back 
and then it takes them three days of searching the city before they find him in the temple sitting among the teachers listening to them and asking questions they finally find him they're astonished that he's there acting like nothing is wrong they've been worried sick and mary says son why have you treated us like this why have you had no regard for the way we would feel didn't you know that we have been worried sick for the past five days and i wonder if jesus wasn't a little surprised he said why were you searching for me didn't you know it was necessary for me to be in my father's house mom i'm i'm supposed to be here it must have been difficult for everyone as Jesus, this little boy, this perfect little boy, was transitioning into manhood at the age of 12, beginning to exert leadership, becoming independent, transitioning from obeying and listening to the directives of his parents to the directives of his heavenly father. There comes a time, friends, when we mature and we can no longer listen and obey and submit to the people around us. We have to obey and listen to our God who is in heaven. Sometimes the Father will tell you to do things that don't make sense to the people around. Sometimes the Father will direct you to move in a way that doesn't make sense to the people around. It might even fly in the face of everything they've ever believed but we are accountable to follow him, to obey him, to do what he is calling us to do. And Jesus shows his humility in verse 51. He went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. And Mary stored all these things up in her heart, it says in verse 51. It says that same thing in verse 19 when the shepherds came and marveled at his sight. She stored these things up in her heart. And then we close with Jesus increasing in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and with people. And I want to focus for just one second on that word increasing. He advanced. He increased. The word picture there is one of a pioneer forging a path through deep brush with a machete chopping away the underbrush. Jesus advanced in wisdom and stature, in favor with God and with man. It took intentionality, it took focus, it took effort, forging a path, but not through the jungle, not through the deep underbrush of a thick bush. It was in wisdom and in stature. Wisdom comes from the Greek word sophos, same word we get sophistication or sophisticated he grew in sophistication through effort through intentionality through focus through determination through an unwillingness to quit it wasn't just his natural progression he had to choose to focus stature refers to maturity he didn't sit around playing video games and scrolling social media he worked for it and by doing so, he also grew in favor with God and with man. May we also grow in favor with God and with man as we forge a path through effort with intention and a laser focus. God bless you, my friends. Thank you for being on this journey with me. We'll see you tomorrow. Mm -hmm.